0: Five, four, i I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about M&M's, data, and neuroscience <laughs> today. Um, I think this may all be a spoof. I, I really sincerely hope so because, you know, some of the M&M's Super Bowl commercials, we could do a series of Super Bowls coming up, are just really funny. And they didn't take themselves too seriously. And this is all too serious for my taste, so I won't be buying m and ms uh, until they get back to their roots of of funny and you know as a brand, they taste great. They melt in your mouth, not in your hand. And I think I hope this is all just an attempt to get some news. I hope so okay now here's a a long article from this week, how to transform messy customer data into opportunity. And um, Billy Luzo, or Lozu, area vice president for uh, uh, Amparity that builds customer databases. Okay? Now, we started building customer databases in the early 90s, so I have some experience. And we've kept on to this day, right? Um, So I have something some background in this. Um, This was a collection of cliches. It was a long collection of cliches. Long, 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 long. And the main point here was that you need to give your marketing people query access and the ability to do personalization at a customer level with transaction data. And I would say, and, and and I apologize, but I've been revved up a little, Jeff out at uh, Gunderson Direct made a really nice comment on my video about data <clears throat> from last week. But this is 180 degrees wrong. This is not just wrong. This is absolutely 180 degrees the wrong direction that you want to do if you want to make money with data. Um Queries will not save you. Queries will not put names in the mail, right? You need to work with someone who knows how to make money with data and has a proven track record. Now, this, these companies that are listed here, these vendors, these merchants, have a a bunch of really great clients. I really would like to call them all and ask about how happy they are because this just won't cut it. And it's the same cliches that were used back in the 80s when computers, you know, I did the first computer presentation at the New York Hilton, the big, big New York, New York Hilton on Avenue of the Americas. I was the first one to ever hook a computer up to a monitor, according to their a uh, their AV staff. Why would you ever want to put a computer up on the screen there? Um, and I was talking about how to use computers in marketing. So I have a... Uh, a a real pioneering experience here i mean granted one of these persons has actually 10 years of experience in this (laughs) 10 years anyway uh and there's no tests there's no case study in this long long article uh they say that the disruption of cookies will build, will help brands focus on building c- consumer trust. You know, how do you build consumer trust? You, you have good products. You ship them on time. They get there. And if there's a problem, you fix it. That's Land's End. I'm a brand ambassador for Land's End. I don't know what Land's End's got for me, for customer data on me. They They talk about how difficult it is to remove customer data, right? You shouldn't. Uh, no matter what CCPA says, that's the California Consumer Protection Act, um, if you remove the customer data of a customer who's complaining that they're getting too much contact from you, you lose the ability to to prevent sending more customer in, uh, contact. Um, you should never do that. Uh, you should flag customer information. And that's as far as you go, and it's bad legislation. If you do that, you open yourself up to lawsuits. This is not legal information. This is not legal consultation. Check with your attorney. But if you have a brain, you know that in the mail order industry, when someone says, I don't want any more mail, you don't delete them. If you delete them, the next time you rent a mailing list that they're on, they will say, ah, I told you not to mail me, and here you are mailing me again. And then you try to explain, well, the coding suggests that you came from this other company that allowed us to use la 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 la. You're gonna go get some real huge fines. Uh so that's not how we do it. California didn't ask me how to do it. Um they should have. Anyway, so I I you know I've I've saved you some time by highlighting the key points. Um you know, about removing, here's the line about removing someone's data. We don't know how to do it. Often four or five people need to get involved. You need a system for this. What what most people don't realize is to make money with almost anything, you need systematic, a systematic approach. Giving marketing query access will not build a systematic approach. It just doesn't work. You know, they'll be querying all day and we'll never get They'll never promote a campaign. And campaigns need to be built around the offer. They need to find who's interested in this offer, not the other way around. And for that reason, you know, it came out of Australia. I thought it would be interesting to touch on it. Um, My, 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 my. Data as an enabler. Data is not self-revealing. You need to tell the data what to do. So, anyway, hopefully I've saved you some time. Here's a good article. This is from Summer Gould, my friend Summer Gould. And we're trying to catch up on her series. This is the fifth in the series. And she says, how to harness autonomy bias and the consistency principles. Excellent article. Uh, Yesterday we talked about her social proof and storytelling article. I hope you enjoyed Dr. (laughs) Pimple Popper. If you haven't seen that one, luckily I accidentally didn't show most of the video clip. So, what is autonomy bias? That was good. I was a head scratcher for me. I have to admit. People are driven by a strong need to exert some control over themselves and their environment. Okay. We can harness this power in direct mail by giving customers a sense of control and choice. Okay. Back in the sales training, used to say. Don't ask your customer, are you available or your prospect, are you available on Tuesday? Ask them, would Tuesday or Thursday be better? It gives them a choice. Okay? Apparently that's autonomy based bias. Okay. Once you provide your argument and you call your call to action, it's up to you. Okay. So by giving them a choice between two products or services, they have the opportunity to evaluate them. Okay? So but offering too many choices will confuse people and you know not do anything two or three options at most are the best ways to go so what kind of choices are there Uh, you can first use use phrases like take control regain control or put you in control there's really very little in life you control (laughs) just FYI Uh, which is why it's so attractive Uh, you might be able to choose between a free gift a level of service, like free shipping, a type of reward, like extra points, or product functionality. I highly recommend that you test these because they're, they are not equal. You say, well, 50% off is, buy, is the same as buy one, get one free. Yes, it is. 50% off is exactly the same as buy one, get one free, which will win. Almost always buy one, get one free wins. <laughs> Go figure you know, or $20 off your $40 purchase, same thing as 50% off, which will win? $20 off will win. People don't like doing math. Read Thinking Fast and Slow, excellent book, and it will explain why. We do anything to avoid real math in our heads, which I am doing live here, which is proof of life for me. Anyway, uh, you know, free toaster, <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 summers written on this already. Allow customers to pick the the color or design. Use color, position, and size to nudge people to decide on the option. I'm not sure what that means. Does that mean like a color callout box or a bigger type? All of those help too. Uh, provide the illusion of choice. The illusion of choice sounds like a real marketing term by offering different colors or specifications. Now, I ran across a couple just the other day. One was, and this was from some of the biggest mailers in the world, they said, you know, we were testing free shipping versus non-free shipping. And then we thought, you know, free shipping, <laughs> that's a big nut to swallow. How about $1 shipping or small price shipping? You know, like like low price shipping five dollar shipping instead of whatever you have and uh they said there were some list logistic issues you know if somebody bought it like an anvil or something you didn't want to do it for a dollar but uh depending on what product you're offering this could make sense and uh they said that that outperformed free shipping actually because it they the, the hypothesis was we don't know why exactly why human brains work the way they do but one dollar shipping was like more credible you know we're helping you out but, you know but we're we want you to be serious about it also another one and this was from Roy Sutherland I did a, a Roy Sutherland clip uh, i think it was on friday and uh Rory i keep saying Roy Rory Sutherland and he in in the extended version of the interview um from John Evans i think it was uh in the extended interview, he said that they were testing back in the day they were testing mail versus phone like order uh, the ability to order on the mail or the on mail or phone. and the operations people didn't like it was much, much more expensive to take a phone order. and uh, you know I remember debates about 800 numbers or vax machines or you know, and then of course, the Internet came along, and everybody wants to take their their order on the Internet only. No phone, no mail, and, you know, some of these big mailers do a significant amount of mail still to this day. <clears throat> so they decided to test it because operations just wanted to cut it to one, and they found out that mail, if they, if they offered just mail or order-taking, they got like a, I don't know, 3% response. If they offered phone they got like a four percent response <clears throat> if they if they if they offered mail or phone they got like an eight percent response I think this was from a phone company in fact the phone company yes that's right Rory Sutherland you should go back and find that maybe I'll put a link to that show in here or to his you have to go to the full podcast I'll find the full podcast anyway he's they were saying, "How? why should a phone company take a, a mail order? But it like doubled the response of just phone alone, adding mail. Double, it was both. The, the, the choice offer was more than twice the each individual added together. It was more than that, the, the, the combination. Probably because of this autonomy bias. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating. He said it was the number one variable. It influenced response more than anything else they said or the deal they made or whatever. It was just if they gave people this choice, it boosted the response more than double. People are funny. I'll never cease to be amazed. OK, and the consistency principle is simply if you say yes to the first thing or a couple of things in a row, you might say yeah and be more likely to say yes to the to the to the close, you know, preliminary close. We were taught in sales, you know, is it snowing out? Yes. <laughs> or something, something t- t- tautologically true that everybody will agree to. Everyone wants value, yes. That's nod your head. Okay, and so here's a bunch of things that people can say yes to. Uh, Once people start something, they have a strong urge to complete it and keep on saying yes. And, And direct mail gives you the opportunity to make those preliminary closes, right? And also test, test, test. Have a great day. Share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye. I'm waiting for me to finish.